knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Alright, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast with Kevin and Chuck. Today, well, we're going to talk about prepper movies. And I can give you a little hint here. Um, we have Book of Eli on the cover. Doesn't even make the top ten. And that, that's okay. The idea is, it gets an honorable mention, but you know we're going to dig deep. We're going to get to the bottom of it. But I gotta say, if ever there was a prepper movie cover, Book of Eli, that's it in my mind. Yeah. That that you know kind of encaptures the whole apocalypse thing. And but yeah, I'm not sure the movie really gets there as far as a prepper movie though. I, I, I yeah, I mean it definitely has some prepper stuff, but it's uh, you know. I think the one thing in the in those apocalypse movies that that they get right is there's a lot of people eating people. Yeah, right. A, lo- a lot of these movies get that, and I think a lot of a lot of crazy people when it gets to a certain point of desperation. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't be be shocked with. Right. No, I, I think that, that, that ends bit. up happening. Um, but well, so there's there everybody has a different criteria of what makes a, a prepper you know a good prepper movie um right there, there's a couple things and obviously we're going to talk from our own point of view and and i'll tell you what i'm kind of thinking so there's a couple of issues that come to mind one am i learning skills right that's kind of kind of a top top one top two item on there for me is right is do i learn something new but there's a lot of one movies that don't necessarily teach you the skills but they'll cover the kind of the the loneliness the the feeling the aspect that kind of helps prepare you mentally and i think mm-hmm. that in a way is a skill being prepared mentally for you know what might come then there's mm-hmm. is it a good movie is it worth my time can i get my right. family to watch it or are they going to be like this is the most ridiculous thing i mean you know it, it those things matter right like mm-hmm. you know it's a hard sell to get your family to watch the ruby ridge uh movie you know oh yeah 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 <laughs> you know it it's you know those are the things so with that, I think we're going to count down from the back, uh, from number 10, and count up to right. uh, number one, mm-hmm. and uh, 
So what do you think, Kevin? What is the number 10 top prepper movie? What do you well, got? I think, I think, I think this is, uh, you know, of course you got to give honor, honorable mention to Brendan Fraser, right? He's good actor, been gone for a while, suddenly came back. But one of his old classics was blast from the past. Right. Do you remember that one? So Christopher Walken there. Christopher Walken is his dad. Brendan Fraser and and uh, Christopher Walken. Uh, um, and uh, who was his mom? I can't remember who it was. Oh uh, yeah, then his, I don't know. I, I so didn't they're know in her. a. They hear they hear in the '60s. They hear the uh, the Cuban Missile Crisis is starting, and they they go down into their bunker and they live there for for forty or fifty years. And and, and I then, gotta uh, say, this is the ultimate prepper bunker. And he's got right. it stocked with booze. He's got, you know, everything. Mm-hmm. Smoking his pipe and he's and just, ready to uh, go. Ready to go forever. He has the whole aquaponics thing going on. He mm-hmm. has the whole some kind of uh, making fresh air system he has worked in there. He, mm-hmm. This guy has it all. And they cover a lot. And it gives you a lot of ideas of what to think about. However, there mm-hmm. is no like practical knowledge um you know i mean they don't like dig in like hey if you want to do aquaponics look look at all these skills i'll do it you know you're not Mm -hmm. seeing like detail of anything you're just seeing like he's the original micro green guy and the Mm -hmm. now it does talk about kind of the aftershock of coming out of a uh, bomb shelter after you know being isolated from things you know Uh you don't know what you're really coming out into and, right, and right. I think is, he tell he tells him that he's, as he's going out to try and find a woman that doesn't have too much radiation poisoning. Yes, you know, obviously the bombs didn't fall, but uh, right. you know they were living under there for thirty years or something. Uh, you know, trying to trying to survive the apocalypse that didn't happen. Yeah, uh, and then the the world has kind of gone crazy from the the what is it the fifties to the nineties or whatever the hell yeah. it was. But the bottom line, it's a great movie. To kind of get the family into kind of prepping and kind of into that mindset and kind of look at things that, and it inspires some ideas. So it's just a fun, like, entry kind of movie. And mm-hmm. honestly, I enjoyed it. it. It was entertaining. You know, I mean, that's, right. you know, right. that, that's all. But that's yeah. also why it falls down to number 10. Because it's not right. really, but it is one of the original mainstream prepper movies. Mm-hmm. All right. Number nine, what do you got? I got Bushwick. A lot of people haven't seen this movie. It wasn't no. a real uh, popular movie. This is it, right? Uh, it was, right here. Yeah, it was uh, Dave Bautista, you know, Drax the Destroyer from the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Um, so so in that in this movie, basically, uh, Texas is, is, is seceding from the Union, and they attack uh, New York, trying to capture New York as a, as a East Coast uh, base of operations and uh, also kind of hold it hostage. You know, um, it was it was pretty good. But again, it was just like um, it was kind of like surviving martial law. Wasn't a wasn't a whole lot of prepping going on. And, you know, for the most part, everybody was unprepared for that. Um, And, you know, it's definitely a a good movie. You know, I think that's why it even made the list is because it was just a good movie. Uh, If you get a chance, I definitely I definitely watch it. It's fun. You know, it's it's somewhat light, but it's uh, you know, it it is pretty realistic. 
Right. So I thought that I thought it was pretty good. Now, number three or number seven, seven after counting down. Wait, eight, eight. The Edge. The Edge. That nice. was the one. Now I always uh, talked about that? that movie is kind of pretty cool. So that's right, Anthony right. Hopkins, so, and I mean he was risking his life in that movie working with uh, Baldwin there. Yeah, I mean seriously. Apparently, he just, uh, you don't want to be on set with him when it comes to, to having guns. And they we'll, all had we'll, guns in that right. movie, or at least towards the end we'll of it. We'll say he dodged a bullet on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like yeah. that. But that was, a, uh, that was an interesting movie because it was, uh, uh, that was more of a survival movie than a prepping movie. Yes. For sure. Yes, definitely. But, um, you know, it was, it really did kind of cover some of the basic, uh, you know, like a, a medical emergency when you don't have anybody showing up. You know, those don't don't always end well. Yeah. You know? No, and and uh, it kind of went deep into the knowledge thing. Um, like the, you know, Anthony Hopkins was supposed to be like the well-read, just kind of man of the world. But, I mean, he was like really well-read. You know, like he knew right. some kind of factoid for kind of every situation that came up. Was like, oh, this, you know, oh, I can make a compass by doing this with a needle on a leaf in the water and see, right. and you know that those kind of things that you've seen. But he kind of retained all the details, and but he also talked about how reading something and applied knowledge is not necessarily the same thing. But and right. they kind of dug deep into it, and I I found it really useful as well as being an entertaining movie. Now, it's not a fun, happy mm -hmm. popcorn movie, maybe, with the wife, but it's it really was, like, kept you going, you know? It, it was right. a good watch right. at it, work it movie. Came across as, yeah, it came across as something that was uh, very realistic in the sense that, you know, there wasn't anything uh, crazy far-fetched like, uh, you know, choking a bear to death with your bare hands or anything like that, you know? But it was... Uh, it was definitely a, a I, I mean, it was an entertaining movie. It was good. Yeah. Um, number number seven is Into the Wild. Now I got a picture. That Hang was a on. book, obviously. First, yep. right? Yep. And that's a true um, story. You there. know, they made the movie of the book. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, it, that that had a little bit more info when it came to survivalism. You know. Talking about, you know, some of the plants that you can and can't eat, obviously. Um, you know, and that, that sort of stuff, that, that you know, it's a sad movie. Yeah, it, it is. It really is, but, uh, you know, it, it's based on a, a real events, and, it, you know, it is a real thing that happened, and it's, it's a little bit, uh, you know, it's a little bit uh, depressing. I, I think it makes you kind of aware of how things can go wrong. I think everybody has the romantic fantasies of, oh, well, we'll just go into the woods and, you know, I'll hide out and everything will be fine. And, you know, oh, we'll go up to Alaska, you know, and and yeah. that kind of thing. And, and it just, it, it kind of brought it home to a little bit of reality. And, mm -hmm. you know, he just kind of wanted that self-reliance and it really just took a bad turn. You know, it just takes a cut with an infection or, you know, in his case, he ate some berries that he shouldn't have eaten. And mm -hmm. it just, it wouldn't have been so devastating had he had access to the rest of the world. But because right. he was all alone, it kind of, 
but that's a reality. And I think as preppers, like I said, people have this idea that they can just, oh, I'll just go out, it'll be easy. But it just takes one thing going wrong in the equation. And, mm -hmm. you know, how many right. times have we watched that show uh, alone and people who seem to really have it together and, and really sharp with their skills, especially as the seasons go on, you know, they, they seem to take more and more qualified people. Um, mm -hmm. They uh, once they start getting food deprived and a little, you know, malnutritioned. All of a sudden, the decisions, you know, the thinking power really starts to slide down. And I think right, that's a right. thing. And and that movie, I think, really showcased that, you know. Mm -hmm. And, and right. honestly, I thought it was a great movie. I mean, I know my kids who are not exactly, you know, into prepping like I am, loved that movie. Because it's a great movie. It's solid, you know. And, mm -hmm. and as far as entertainment, I mean. And then right. the fact that it, you know, showcases all these realities, it's pretty great. So honestly, even in my book, it would be a little bit higher. I'd probably put this one around three or four, but mm -hmm. let, let's let's keep going here. Yeah. All right. So uh, uh, the next one on the list is is Castaway that came out in two thousand. Tom Hanks. Now you we might all know about Tom Hanks. It. And I think Wilson. we've all seen it. And Wilson. And Wilson, right? right. Starring Wilson. And Tom Hanks, um, you know, and that was another one that I thought was pretty good at, uh, in the sense that it was, um, you know, you see how being alone and being stranded by yourself, how how that can affect your mental health. You know, right. uh, a lot of people don't really think about that as being uh, uh, think about that as being like something to really worry about. Yeah. You know, and I know a lot of people are like, oh, you know, I'm antisocial. I don't like people anyway. Yeah, well, you don't like people because you would prefer to, you know, stay not, at home and sit on your couch and watch TV. Or not talk but, to assholes. Right, or not talk to assholes, right. Right. But after a certain amount of time, I mean, it's not like uh, you don't like people so you just sit in your dark basement staring at the wall, you know? Uh, there's a different situation when, when you know, when you, you take all your entertainment and all your basic uh, basic stuff off the off the table you know no books no no uh tv shows no magazines none of that stuff um a lot of people don't think of it as being a, a serious situation but your mind can really start playing tricks on you after a certain amount of time said, you know not yeah. having contact with other people right i mean i think it goes back to that show alone you know you're just mm -hmm. all those people like are meeting like they're like you know grown men that are you know, tough warrior guys and whatever, and oh, I was an Iraq veteran and this and that, and they're like in tears of just kind of the isolation and the loneliness and how, and they're like, I didn't think it would be like this, and you know, and right. they really, mm -hmm. you know, it, it gets to you and it consumes you, and again, I don't know that, you know, it's something we need to be afraid of, but it's something you need to be aware of. And I think movies that bring that to light, you know, and, and I mean, to be honest, the whole Wilson thing with the volleyball is it, he found a way to deal with the loneliness. I mean, in a way right. that helped keep him sane. You know, I think there were some mm -hmm. points in the movie where it kind of kept him going, you know, that, and there was that right. thing with the box with the wings, 
But, I mean, uh-huh. there were things that inspired him that, like, hey, I have something to live for. You know, he made a decision. And, mm-hmm. and but seeing that and the reality of that, I think, really, you know, ends up, like, changing the whole dynamic and on how you're going to, you know, make it through. But, right. all right, what do we got next? And do we know what number we're at here? Uh, no? Okay. Six, uh... Five is the purge. Five is um, the purge. All right. Yeah. Now, now there's multiple purge movies. Yes. And something like fun this. movies, you know. Yeah. Good little horror movie. Yeah. And you know, I, one thing I really respect about this movie is that people really come out with the apocalypse gear. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't. You know, I I really am disappointed sometimes with some of these apocalypse movies where people are wearing like you know old jeans and a and a ripped up sweatshirt. That, I that's mean, what you really I'm gonna gotta come wearing. correct. Yeah. Yeah. No, you gotta you gotta get some you know, some some scary masks and you know, all that sort of stuff. Some of this, but some road warrior get right. Yes. Right. Leather I mean, jacket, leather pants. I didn't have the come spikes. On. I didn't have a picture ready with spikes and everything. You know, I didn't know where we were gonna right. go. Right. But yeah, road warrior kind of captured that dressing for the apocalypse. Yeah, Road Warrior really captured that dressing for the apocalypse, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I mean, uh, what was the uh, the other one? Uh, Fury Road yeah. with uh, Charlize Theron and and uh, what was uh, Mad Max's name? Um, uh, Ed Hardy. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. Tom they had Hardy. the guitar. Tom Hardy. The guy, the guitar player. They had a whole truck set up with the guitar player that's uh, on a bungee cord and trampoline or some <laughs> nonsense. It was amazing. It was like one of the best. One of the best uh, aesthetically. That's embracing the apocalypse. The apocalypse. Yeah. All right. It was really. Now, it was. It was impressive. I hate to say but it. The purge we, was. Uh, yeah, we did push the uh, the Road Warrior movies to the honorable mention, though. Sorry to say, I just. Because they're yeah. just more of a good time. Yeah. But the Purge you know? movies were, were good because it was it was really prepping. You know what I mean? These guys were all getting... They knew it was what's happening, right. and they're getting ready for it. You know, building uh, you know, building houses that can't be broken into and, right. and getting all their gear together so that they're set for this one night. You know, they don't have to worry right. about, you know, stocking up on food and all that sort of stuff, but they have to be ready for the one night. Right, the civil and, uh, unrest that's coming, and that's something people mm-hmm. really fear is the panic. Like you really need to be able to kind of protect your structure and your house, your 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 supplies, and I feel like they covered a lot of that. And they kind of, I gotta mm-hmm. say, some of the sick, twisted horror movies kind of make you realize what's out there and what you're dealing with as far as crazy, and. It kind of opens your mm-hmm. eyes, you know, being aware of, I'm not saying you need to be a horror movie junkie because I absolutely am not, but it, mm-hmm. it opens your mind to possibilities. Now, The Purge, we just incorporated all of them into one, you know, number here, but uh, right. was you yeah. had a preference on which Purge movie really stood out or... Oh, I thought, yeah, I thought the first one was the best one. The first one was the with, best um, one. Ethan Hawke. Yes. Yeah, that's, I mean, they're all good, but they're all good movies just in the sense that they're good horror movies, not in the sense that they're real uh, prepper or survival movies, you know? Okay. Just something terrifying that about that good. alarm. Go ahead. Right. 
So number number seven here is Ten Cloverfield Lane. All right, that's actually number um, three, right, or number four, coming down. Yeah, number three. Sorry. Yeah. All right. Yep. So John John Goodman, Goodman classic. Um, now he's he's got his bunker, and his bunker is like, you know, is really done up pretty well. He's got an air purification system that runs through um, aquariums. That way, if if poison air gets in, then all the, the fish. fish will die. You'll know immediately. You can s- shut the air off. You know, something you can incorporate. Um, yep. Right, right, and he, you know, if you go through it, he has everything stocked up. You know, he has everything, all his his gear ready to go, and uh, you know he's ready. He's in there for, you know, planning on being in there for years. And and John Goodman doesn't so, plan on missing too many meals, so you know he's he's taking it seriously. Yep. Uh-huh. And so the kind of the plot with that one, there's that girl, right? And she's she's in a car accident, I believe. Isn't that what yeah, happened? Yeah. She's so, kinda so, unconscious as he's heading back. Yeah, yeah. So he uh I think uh, well, I don't wanna put any spoilers if you haven't All seen right. the movie, sorry. but sorry. But it's it, it is basically uh he wasn't planning on having people in in his bunker with him. It was all for himself. Right. But he ended up letting a couple people in there with him. And, uh, you know, uh, if if you run into somebody that's building a giant bunker underground and the world ends, just be aware that they might have been crazy before they started building that bunker. Just because they have a bunker doesn't mean they're not they're not a nut job, you know? Right. There's a fine line between prepper and insane, crazy person. It's a delicate balance, right? right? Um, I, I think is, I think is. this must have been number four because I think I have three more here ahead. But go on. Okay. All, All right. right. So next one I got is is the Revenant. The That's Revenant. number three. All right, number three. Here we go. That's uh, yeah, DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio, based on a true story, not at all accurate to oh, the true story, the movie okay. itself. But there was a guy that got attacked by a bear, and that's that's a movie. That's about that's about as as much as that movie. I mean, that, that, it's that not as good right. as a movie with a bear that eats seventy pounds of cocaine, right? I mean, you know not that as, that would like push it over the edge. But <laughs> every everybody I know that's actually watched that cocaine bear movie has said it was terrible. Oh, I believe that. You know, I really want it to be good. They, yeah, they I like do. it's like one of those. The idea is good. Mm-hmm. Well, especially because it's a true story kind of thing. But, right. All right. Sorry. Back to The Revenant. I got distracted. Yeah. Cocaine bear. Now, you know. the actual story of The of the Revenant, uh, of, of this situation, um, you know, was a real thing. This guy was mauled by a bear that was uh, protecting its cubs. It, you know, grizzly bears aren't really generally interested in eating people. But they're but not they also interested just in being fuck friendly. You up for fun. Yeah. They're not into right, being friendly. Right. They're not the most uh, friendly animal you want to run into in the woods. And the uh, the scene where uh, DiCaprio is fighting that bear, it's really, it's really good, man. It's really realistic, uh-huh. you know. And I I think it was a computer generated bear, but you know. But DiCaprio handled it, that, handled it like nobody's business. Looking. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. What? So the real story is he did get screwed up by a bear, and they left him there. Because okay. they're in Indian country and they didn't want to be slowed down know, by have him slowed down. Guy. Yeah. So he, 
they they assumed he was dead and they left him, but he wasn't. And he he moved along to a, a rotten log where he laid on his back, you know, where his, where most of his wounds were, and and the the insects ate the rotting flesh out and actually kind of cleaned him up. Then he ate he ate, he found a, a dead rotting deer, and he ate some of that. I mean, I feel like if I did that, I'd die just from that, even if I was perfectly healthy beforehand, but some people have stronger stomachs. I feel like if you were living in the apocalypse, things were uh, a little different. Now, also throw back to the Edge movie. They have a pretty good bear fight scene that's also pretty intense, but I agree, the Revenant does take the cake on that bear fight scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, All right, number nine. Red Dawn. All right, that would be number two, because we're number going two. The other sorry. Way. All right. Yeah. So we're we're talking about the true classic here. We're going, going with this one, with uh, Patrick Swayze, Charlie Sheen, um, that redheaded girl. That's all I got. I don't know who people are. I don't know. Names. Yeah, there are a couple of people in that movie, but I thought that was uh, that one was pretty good, just in the sense that, um, uh, you know, when they're living in the woods, living off the land there. I thought it was pretty realistic as far as, uh, you know, the different types of things they do, hunting deer and, and that sort of stuff, getting food, uh, living off the and, land a little bit. And I think the the whole, like, quick uh, guerrilla attacks, that whole mm-hmm. mindset ended up really being pretty slick, you know, going in and infiltrating town kind of thing. I mean, yeah. dealing with an occupying force, that's... And, and that's one of the things I think like morale and stuff consumes, like once you become a prisoner, you know, they always say you want to try and escape, you know, as quick as possible in the first week or two weeks, your, your nutrition mm-hmm. goes down and your morale goes down. And I feel like people get into that. All right, this is how it is. And they accept their, you know, like, I, I feel like the group could overpower, you know, you know, the many can overpower the few, I guess is what I'm mm-hmm. getting at. But again, you think of like Auschwitz or the prison camps. Those people were so malnutrition and stuff after a little bit of time that they just right. didn't have the strength to go. You yeah. know, you're, you're fighting. And, and it only takes a, a couple of weeks of that sort of uh, that sort of malnutrition and that sort of uh, um, deprivation of of access to yeah. any any quality food or or clothing it doesn't take long for for your body to really get run down and i feel like know? like it wasn't a big theme in it but i feel like they touched on that and then doing that whole guerrilla warfare kind of in and out and you know coming in and and kind of really bringing a resistance i think they gave you a lot of ideas there wasn't right. a lot of detail like, they didn't go into, you know, here, here's how they make, you know, IEDs or something or how to set a proper ambush. But right. you kind of, it got you thinking. And that's a big thing with a prepper movie is what gets you thinking about tactics and maybe inspired to pull out the book and, and see what kind of, you know, government manuals they might offer you to kind of learn mm-hmm. some kind of ambushes or things like that. Right. I mean, right. that's really what it's all about is being inspired to go and and take action. Mm hmm. Right. Right. Now, now we're down to number one, the number one 
uh, prepper movie. And this is my opinion. All right. Uh, I'm gonna... Please let us know on the Facebook page what your favorite prepping movies are. But mine, uh, yeah, personally, I, I'd is... love. Well, honestly, I'd love if in the comments you straighten us out on this list and tell mm-hmm. us exactly what movie you think one should have made the list that maybe didn't, and two, you know, where we got it wrong. We'd love your feedback. Right. Uh, so, yeah. Kevin, you ready for the big reveal? Number one. Yeah, the big reveal, The Road. Uh, that's uh, 2009, Viggo Mortensen. All right. And that, I thought, was the most realistic, you know, doomsday movie. Because it really is like a doomsday sort of thing. It's a, a, I think it's a nuclear winter uh, situation. And I read the book and, uh, you know, wanted to kill myself by the time I was done with it. Um, but, you know, it's, it's Cormac McCarthy who wrote it, which if you've read any of his books, you want to, you you just want to kill yourself by, by the time you're done with it. I don't know why I keep reading it. He's a good (laughs) writer. It's just, uh, you know, super depressing, but you know, the movie starts off with, with everybody getting, you know, uh, getting warnings that, you know, something is happening. And these guys happen to live outside of any serious blast zones in the United States. And, uh, you know, the first thing he does is fill up his bathtub with water and, you know, start getting as much stuff together because he wasn't a prepper before the movie started. Right. But he knew what was going to go down first and what, you know, what to start with, what to start working with. So I thought that was uh, I thought it was a very interesting uh, movie and and very interesting uh, idea for a film it was um it was done well i mean vigo mortensen is great in that movie and uh but boy man you just by the end of that movie you know you don't even want to survive the apocalypse i don't know if you've ever been to like chicago or or the places that know real cold you know and and Mm -hmm. some of you might be like well alaska we know real cold that's not like chicago i understand that but i know like new yorker I think, oh, we know what cold is. And then you go to Chicago and you're like, oh, fuck, you mm-hmm. know. But I guess where I'm going with this yeah, is... the same temperature, the movie, but the wind's moving it. Right. Yeah. So you see them wearing, like, garbage bags and things like that and everything all beat down and wearing five coats. That That's kind of mm-hmm. probably pretty realistic if you're in that kind of environment. And the thing is, like... Right. You always see like homeless people are wearing like rocking the big coat in the summertime and you're like, how? Well, because it's their coat mm-hmm. and they don't want to lose it because when it comes time for the cold, right. it gets bad. Mm-hmm. And right. that's, you know, unless they find the secret stash or know they can get a replacement, you don't give up on things like that. And that's one of those things like yeah. I felt was most realistic. You know, they weren't all decked out like Mel Gibson or whatever, you know, with the, right. the Road Warrior apocalypse. Yeah, Road Warrior outfit. Instead, they ended up with the, hey, you know, I'm doing what I have to do to survive, and this is how I can, you know, get there. So, Right. I, Stuffing their coats with newspapers yeah. and, and all the homeless homeless people tricks, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, up in this area, there's... You know, every every year or two, there's there's a homeless guy that freezes to death up here. Yeah. It's not a you know. 
I don't know. I always feel like the dumb homeless people are the ones that live up north, and the smart homeless ones are the ones down in Florida living underneath a, a dock or a pier somewhere, you know? So, I don't know. That's my opinion. But uh, I think that... Uh, I think that there's a lot of uh, TV shows that we didn't we didn't hit on. Oh, um, that well, also fit in. Actually, you know? there is the the well. Do you remember um, the uh, oh shoot Jericho? Jericho was Jericho. A great that was a series. great TV show. I love that. Um, yeah. they they shut that down. I think it was only uh, two seasons. Yeah, or it something. Short. It you was were short. let down at the end, right? Like you didn't get yeah. the closure. You know, you're looking for. It really was a great show. I loved it. Um, another one. Uh, remember that show? Did you watch Revolution? I don't think so. Oh, that was an excellent one. And I have to point out the number one prepper TV show. I know we're getting off. We're sticking to movies. Number uh-huh. one. Ready? Gilligan's Island. Oh, I mean uh, <laughs> Gilligan's Island. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you All go. Right. And. Uh-huh. Uh, that's that's really you know they were the professor guy was a genius, um, mm-hmm. I making radios out of coconuts and whatnot. Yeah, they, they had the most ridiculous. They, I don't think they had a real prepping skill on that show. Like at no, any point, no, nothing, nothing real <laughs> that, at all. That kind of helped perpetuate the island fantasy, but maybe uh, that's how you get the wife into it. You know, you're like, hey, mm-hmm. we could be just like Gilligan's Island, just like Gilligan. Yeah, you be Marianne, I'll be Gilligan, and everything's gonna it be great. all works out, you know. Uh huh. I always felt like, uh, like you know, there's that that argument between Ginger and Marianne, but I think everybody always comes down on the side of Marianne. Nobody's really right. into Ginger now, you know. You really the farm girl, especially if you're in the apocalypse. I mean, really, mm-hmm. you want the farm? Do you girl. want a movie star princess, or do you want? You know, farm girl, girl next door, right? Right. I, I think you know where, where that's gonna lie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I think there's a lot of movies, and and you guys probably are thinking this. You know, when things come to mind, there's a lot of movies over the years that incorporate prepper skills. That you know, things like that whole kind of like Jeremiah Johnson, right? I think mm-hmm. that was Robert Redford. And right, you know, or uh, I think I, I know it was a TV show, but I believe it might have been a movie. They had a, that Grizzly Adams stuff, mm-hmm. um, or right. maybe they just made a bigger one. You know, at some point, I mean, there's things. I mean, you could even talk about like Old Yeller, you know, mm-hmm. where they kind of right. go back and and kind of go into that older, more timeless way. I mean, there's a lot of movies. I mean, hell, watching the Waltons, right? Seeing right. how people got by without electricity can definitely get your mind stirring and, and kind of, you know, bring things back. But I guess we were going with the, the modern day of, you know, Hey, this is what, you know, could kind of get you there and, you know, blast from the past. I mean, he had that whole setup, you know, and, and that's pretty cool. It just, you know, the idea is, Getting people inspired, getting people thinking, thinking outside the box. And honestly, we're always looking for something fun to watch. You know, I mean, that's what it comes down to. Right. Yeah, I think right. it was it was Redford yeah. for, uh, was he Grizzly? He was the one with, uh, he was... Jeremiah Johnson. Jeremiah Johnson, right. Yeah, no, right. that's right. 
Right. I watched um, The Last of Us the other day. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine, friend of mine, told me I had to had to get into it, watch it, and uh, the second or third episode. Um, it's got a uh, uh, what's his name um, from Parks and Rec. Uh, oh yeah. Anyway, he's he's yeah. a big prepper in the in the thing, and he's he's got everything ready to go. You know, uh, as soon as as soon as things go wrong, he you know fences off his whole neighborhood. You know, yeah, with uh, barbed wire and chain link fence, and and gets everything you know closed up, nice and tight, and uh, you know is able to to sustain himself in a in a comfortable way. You know what I mean? Just because he's been preparing for it for years and years, and that's a was definitely a uh, an interesting episode to watch. You know? Yeah. No, I, when I heard they were bringing him on, I was like, "Oh, that's pretty awesome. That's that's great." Yeah. Um, actually, I watched a movie last night, uh, "Last Scene Alive," and mm-hmm. I don't even know who the the main guy. It was like, I, the, all those guys are the same to me. It's that Gerard Butler. Or who knows? Oh yeah, yeah. Might have been yep. him. I I could be wrong. You guys, I don't know. But uh, basically, it kind of touched on the whole trafficking thing, and. It's a movie about uh, the guy goes with his wife and and they're you know maybe on the verge of divorce or something and and they they're kind of arguing and he's dropping her off at her mom's house and to whatever but he stops at a gas station and the wife uh, just like goes in to get water while he fills up the car and then never comes back mm-hmm. and to me as a prepper. I, that's one of the scenarios. I mean, trafficking is so prevalent anymore and understanding that and being aware mm-hmm. of that and just being a, getting your family aware of not putting themselves in a situation, you know, where somebody can grab you. And I mean, if you see the way that movie plays out or whatever, it's kind of a, you don't, you know, I mean, if somebody walks up to you well, you're kind of alone and just pulls a gun and is like, get in the car, what are you going to do? I mean, you don't really have a lot of choice unless you're maybe carrying all the time. I'm just saying. Might inspire you. Right. Um, uh-huh. That kind of thing. But it's things like that. Like, trafficking is such a real thing. And I feel, like, it's so prevalent. You know, it's not that people don't think mm-hmm. it's real. It's just, I think people, the news doesn't report it as often as I believe it might be happening with people disappearing and getting, you know, abducted and that kind of thing. The the whole underground disturbing sex world is, you know, crazy where there's a lot going on there. And, but to me as a prepper, that's something you want to be aware of is your, your surroundings and that kind of thing. And, you know, that really matters, um, you know, that you pay attention. Mm -hmm. So just, you know, things, movies like that, I think, inspire us. Um, there are a lot of TV shows. I know I watch, like, Alone. Uh, somebody has Alone in the Wilderness documentary. Um, I watched Alone. That show, mm-hmm. there's a lot of great ideas. I got to say, you know, one thing, it's kind of dumb of me that I, I never kind of thought about it. And I never, to me, there's always shelters kind of around. I mean, you figure if every half the people get killed off, then all these houses are empty and all these things, but people are obviously coming out of the city, whatever hordes. But Mm -hmm. I was watching uh, alone, like the last season, I think, what are we on eight or something? 
and I'm watching alone, and the guy makes a, uh, he builds a log cabin kind of setup, but he cuts out for a full-on chimney outside it. And I always, whenever I see cabins, people Mm -hmm. always do kind of the wood stove in the middle. And I understand, like, if I have a big room in a big house, I want a wood stove in the room and giving off as much heat as I can. But if you're making a 10 by 10 or 10 by 8 little cabin, the guy builds a fireplace with a full chimney outside the log cabin, kind of with the cutout, you know, just like you would do with a fireplace in your house. And I'm like, why Mm -hmm. the hell didn't I think of that? And my point is, not that that's such a great idea. My point is there's things that we don't think about. And when you Mm -hmm. see other people apply it, you're like, oh, that's a pretty good idea. Or, you know, I've definitely done this myself and and seen this done before. But uh, on another scenario is, you know, digging the pit to use the ground for insulation and that kind of thing. And then building a shelter kind of on top of it to keep that ground temperature more even. Right. That's a great trick. Um, But things like that might not come to mind typically. And I think watching these shows and just seeing mm-hmm. what other people do really can inspire and, and bring a lot of new ideas, you know, into the, the process. Right, right. Um, you know, last night I was trying to cram on some prepper movies. So I yeah. watched a, a movie I'd never seen before called uh, The Decline. Okay. It was uh, 20, 2020 it came out. Um, is this like a YouTube movie uh, or was it full on movie? No, this was on, on Netflix and it's, uh, it was, um, you know, it was, it was really good. They had a lot of information in that, you know, as far as, you know, getting, getting a bug out location set up and, you know, the types of things you might have to deal with in a, in a, that sort of scenario. Um, you know, it was a good movie too, because it, you know, it moves on and you don't feel bad. You know, most of the characters end up dying, and you don't feel bad because they're all French Canadian. You right. know, yeah, so you're that's just like whatever. That's good, right. you know. Mm-hmm. Kevin, that's horrible. <laughs> Kevin, you're a horrible person, but, and you should feel shame. Yeah, but if you if you if you're into it, definitely uh, check that out. The decline is the name of the movie. All right, that's pretty good. Um, all right, so uh, you got anything else you want to hit I, on? I think we're good. Um, I do want to point out, you guys might want a uh, don't give them an inch. Uh, coffee mug with the prepping mm-hmm. badass logo. I'm just saying, step up your game. And I point out it's perfect size where it's small enough that your coffee doesn't get cold before you're done drinking it. That, right. That's always a problem for me. I get these giant mugs and I'm like, yeah, I want a lot of coffee, but I honestly would rather fill my mug three times than have it cold the whole time. I, right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I'm with you. I maybe that. don't chug it. I I don't know. Anyway, I would appreciate if you like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. That would help us out a lot. Like the video and subscribe. Um, Again, Mm -hmm. we'd love to have your comments about what movies you're enjoying, what what you think should have made the list, what would have been, you know, the better number one if if we got it wrong. Maybe Kevin's right on with his picks. I kind of think that's the case. Um, Mm. You have show ideas, questions, concerns, things you want to talk about. You can email us at preppingbadass at gmail.com. If you go to preppingbadass.com, you could find out where to get that awesome coffee mug that I just showed you. Maybe some cool t-shirts. We also have 
what else do we have over there? You can sign up for the email list. Um, that mm. way, when we send out stuff going on, you can be on top of it and keep in game. And uh, there's a reality TV like Fat Guys in the Woods. I, I don't know that. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. It's, You've seen it's, it? It's decent. It's decent? Yeah. It's solid? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a lot of fat guys that are, are, you know, crying about not having pizza while they eat, you know, uh, rabbit or something. Yeah, that would do it. That would but, push me over the edge. But, yeah. um, so with that, I would say stay safe and we will talk to you guys next week. The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.